Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Nah, 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 come on! On this episode of the Heat Check, while everybody is off eating turkey and mashed potatoes and debating on whether mac and cheese is a good side dish or it's a trash side dish or not a side dish at all, I am here in the studio, in the lab, shall we say, for you. It wasn't easy, folks. It was not easy. I kicked and screamed like a little baby today. Did not. But here we are giving you Thanksgiving dessert because that's the kind of philanthropic bitch I am. Some topics. One, maybe the biggest NBA story of the year. Is Kevin Durant actually a snake hiding in plain sight? Does he have grayscale? The internet can't get enough of it. We are also going to break down Jeff Green going into one of the most exclusive, almost going into one of the most exclusive clubs in the NBA. But of course, Andre Drummond had to fuck it up. And finally, I am going to bitch about the subject that everybody knows is bullshit how the NBA is fucking with my money. Pass the gravy, Brock, and drop that motherfucking. I have a serious question. Is, is it possible that we have a snake? living amongst us, pretending possibly to be the best scorer in the world, in the association. It appears what was an innocuous tweet turns out to actually be evidence in what might suggest that at least one extremity of Kevin Durant might be actually a snake, a reptile, a reptilian disaster happening on Twitter. I mean, it's very rare to see Kevin Durant really get in his feelings. Like, he gets in his feelings here and there about the Golden State thing, whether he bought the rings or not, whether he's actually a bad guy because he didn't stay in Oklahoma City. But he knows that he's the best, right? He knows that he's in the pantheon of really great basketball players. What he doesn't know, and I'm sure he's insecure about, is his looks. Like, we all kind of are. We find little things about ourselves we don't like. I'm on my seventh round of Invisalign right now, so you can tell what my insecurities are. (laughs) It's literally the fifth refinement uh, to try to fix this one fucking tooth. So I get it, Kevin Durant. Like, if someone's like, oh yeah, we're gonna dissect her mouth structure, which we have. But we are all nitpicking about Kevin Durant. And so the story now goes as follows. Slam kicks... Uh, zoomed in on a photo of Kevin Durant's shoes. It was all supposed to be a nice tweet about how sick Kevin Durant's new signature shoes are. 
It was, quote, you can say a lot without (laughs) saying, what a caption. You can say a lot without saying anything at all. And of course, in the age of the internet, in the age of sending photos to people with the ability to zoom in, the internet zoomed in. They zoom, zoom, shake the room, and everybody was like, what the fuck is up with Kevin Durant's ankle? There was this very small amount of skin between his leg sleeve and his sock. Clearly, he knew that that was going to be the outfit choice because he didn't decide or hadn't in a long time decided to moisturize. Uh, And, oh my God, it looked like uh, the skin had been, shall we say, uh, neglected. NBA Twitter came in and burned the house down for how parched his skin was. Bam Adebayo found it center, power forward of the Miami Heat, found it so alarming that he had to start a group chat. (laughs) Just for that. He sent it to Draymond Green to be like, hey, fam, you see this shit? This is out of hand. Probably a lot of crying emojis. Like probably some gifts, probably some crying emoji. Uh, this is what Draymond Green had to say about it. Jesus Christ, K. Bam sent me the picture and said, there's no way K is this ashy. And I said, what the fuck? And then I clicked on the link that Bam sent me. That wasn't even ash. That was fucking scales. And like, I mean, it looked like you could go fucking skin him like an alligator and, and, and take it to the store and sell it. Like, that's how bad. <laughs> that's how bad. It was. I have not talked to Kevin yet. I am looking forward to calling him today and, and getting his opinion. I know he's going to say, fuck y'all. Uh, like why, uh, why y'all worried about my ankles? <laughs> I already know what his response is going to be. To my brother, Rich Kleinman, pick the lotion brand that y'all want to endorse and go partner with them because that'll be an incredible story. If Kevin just comes out the next game, incredibly lotion, you know, with skin looking impeccable, I love to see it. Oh my God, I'd love to see it. And Twitter, some of the best. I would like to go through some of the best hits of Twitter. I scanned the internet for some of the uh, the funniest notable jokes. One was KD leg so ashy, I thought it was part of the sock. Another one, I seen bros fresh out of prison that weren't as ashy as KD was on national TV. KD being that ashy is hilarious just for the simple fact that it's probably the ashiest anybody has ever been on national TV. Here's my best part. Had the sock came down any further, further, they probably would have cut to commercial. Oh, my God. Truthfully... In KD's defense, it was it looked worse because it was tattooed. If it was just raw skin, no black tattoo ink, making it look like he had a disease on that thing, coupled by the fact you're like, God damn, is that an alligator foot on there? Like, come on. It looked like the black plague hit him, kind of. Like, it was like, ooh, do you need to go and get that shit looked at? So how do I know that Kevin Durant was upset about it? Draymond was right. He literally was like, fuck y'all. He got on Twitter and tweeted, 
I'm about to pull my y'all broke card, which anyone who doesn't make $41 million, if you're considering them broke, I'm sorry, then you're just an elite company about five people. He's like, I'm about to pull my y'all broke card in a second. Fuck y'all. So to me, this feels similar to like when you go through puberty and your friends find that fact out. Like when a young woman starts to develop boobs and like you're not quite boobs yet, but you're not quite flat chested yet. And your friends are like, yo, what's up with your nipples, bro? Like they literally just like, I can see your nips. And they all get in unison. Only that was Twitter. Like that was millions of people on Twitter coming after KD. It's like it's bad enough, KD, that you never comb your hair. Fucking Lotion your raspy ass legs, fam. Oh, and then like the kid gets so sad, he gets like furious and he's crying at the same time because he has no idea. It's a collective bullying move. And he gets so furious, but he knows it's true, so he can't do shit about it. He tries to, like, say something mean back that literally hits nowhere, doesn't land at all. He takes his ball and goes home because he's got the ball. And everybody's like, come, Kevin, come back. We just playing. We just play. Ah, Kevin, we just playing. You know Jurgen having motherfucker. <laughs> Get ah, ah, Kevin. Only that guy makes $41 million a year, and he's one of the best pure scorers in history. To me... Top five story of the year. Like, millions of people tweeting about how ashy Kevin Durant was. Like, literally, it was trending Kevin KD ashy. That has everything. That, to me, has everything. We now know also that KD probably is in the group chat, too, with with Draymond and Bam. All the people that played Olympic basketball together in the bubble of Tokyo just to shit talk other players. I'd love to know what was in that group chat. Uh, it being Kevin Durant, who also has his own podcast, we know this story is not going anywhere. I know he's probably going to say something about it. I'm surprised nobody asked him about it at the postgame podium. Hey, Kevin Durant, uh, you don't lotion when you get out of the shower? Or what? what's your post? I should just, like, troll him. Just like, hey, uh, Kevin, Trista Crick, uh, Odyssey, uh, just want to know what your post-shower routine is. Uh, wash, sup, so- soap up, dry off, and then what? And then what? <laughs> and then what? Oh, man. How great, how great would that be if Kevin Durant and Draymond restart the feud because Draymond got on a podcast and said it looked like he could sell his leg skin and they could turn him into shoes. (laughs) Golden State plays Brooklyn January 29th. Expect Draymond to come to the arena with a supersized bottle of Juergens just to get it under KD's. Snake skin, you dig? I know I'ma be one when I walk off. Feel like I can be a trillionaire. Yeah, I'ma be the one that they talk about. Yeah. I'm be the one they talk about. I'm be the one they envy. Hate them when they make that scrub. The funniest statistic in the league is called a trillion. Probably the most rare stat in professional basketball. Uh, it's when you get exactly no mentions in a box score. None. Zero. No points, no assists, no rebounds, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers, nothing. Nothing. Just 12 zeros in a row. A trillion. 12 zeros, 
a trillion. Yeah, it's so legendary that uh, that Mark Titus actually built his career over uh, around that Club Trillion brand. He has a podcast, Club Trillion. His handle on Twitter, Club Trillion. After all of the zeros that he got at the end of the bench at Ohio State, he was there for four years. He was at Ohio State, 15th man on the bench. Incredible. Kind of uh, like an anomaly on its own. Like you go four years and you still don't go up to 14th or 13th. You're still that bad that a D1 program, they can't let you hang around. You're a glorified towel boy at that point, but you don't get DMPs. You are in the game. You play minutes, but you don't contribute anything to society. Nothing. Zero. Absolute zeros. And he had, in that time, exactly nine points in his four years at Ohio State. Four seasons, D1 athlete, and many, many, many trillions. Many trillions. So, Jeff Green, Jeff Green is no Mark Titus. Jeff Green is about to play his 1,000th NBA game. This guy has attempted 10,332 shots to date in the 15 seasons playing for 11 teams. All that to say, like, Jeff Green's been an elite athlete for a long time in high-pressure moments for a long-ass time. Like, he's been in the league doing things. But, you know how it goes. In Philadelphia's game against Denver, Jeff Green, Denver Nugget, played 23 minutes and recorded exactly one rebound. Nothing. Nothing else. Zip. Zero. Nada. He took exactly zero shots. He didn't get a block, didn't get a steal, not an assist, not a turnover, didn't even commit a foul. Did not even commit one foul in 23 minutes. That's pretty rare to do. The only statistical contribution contribution that he had in almost a half a basketball game was a rebound. One rebound that fell into his lap because... Fucking Andre Drummond missed his free throw. We were so close to seeing an NBA trillion, Jeff Green. Fucking Andre Drummond, that trillion should have been yours, Jeff Green. I do not know how I can express how hard it is to play meaningful minutes of NBA basketball and and literally do nothing. Not even a turnover. 23 minutes. And you did nothing, statistically. Zero. Like, you played a half of basketball and almost contributed in no way that anyone... It was almost like you weren't even there. Only, I know that people are going to give me the... Well, Trist... Well, actually, uh, Trista, he was a plus 13. All right, so we'll go yes, yes, yes. Stats don't tell you everything. He played defense. He set screens. He worked his way around some picks. He even deflected a pass or two. He was minus one in a game that the Sixers lost by 14. So he was good on the floor, statistically. Then when he was off the floor. But come on now. We were one Andre Drummond made free throw away from Jeff Green joining the most exclusive club, the Trillionaires Club. And I don't think... I can possibly convey how sad I am about that. Like, I wanted that for Jeff. I wanted him to go into a rarefied... It's like the, uh... What's that? The Mile High Club? It's like that, only worse. You know, less 
definitely more rare, but worse. Less worse. Wor- worse time, probably. A worse time. We were so close to seeing so incredibly rare that I would have hung my hat on for Jeff Green. Kind of a dope club. I could love to see, like, a Mark Titus, Jeff Green podcast collab. Maybe some merch with Jeff Green's face since, like, Club Trillion. And, of course, the funniest thing to me was that, of course, Andre Drummond was the fly in the ointment, as he always is. God damn it, Andre Drummond. Nigga, I don't like it if it don't gleam, gleam in the hell with the price, but the money ain't a thing. Put it down hard for my dogs that's locked in the thing. When you hit the bricks, new whip, money ain't a thing. Y'all want to floss with us? Cause all across the board, we burning up. Drop a little paper, baby, toss it up. You slacking on your pimping, turn it up. See, the money ain't a thing. The NBA thinks we're JD. They think we don't, they think we just have all the money. Money ain't a thing. Yep. It's like we're Jay-Z and JD and we're skate skirting our Lambos. When you hit the bricks, new whips, money ain't a thing. Y'all want to floss with us? No, money is not not a thing. Money is actually a thing for me, NBA. Like, we need to talk about it, NBA. I got a beef. I have a beef. I have lost so much money that I definitely don't have to be losing it's not like I'm just throwing out dollars out of my fucking Ferrari, my whip. Like, this is not real life for me. Come on now. So I was on BetMGM the other night debating, just vacillating, puzzled on whether I should take Portland minus six and a half against the Denver Nuggets. What? What? So Michael Porter Jr. is out. I know it. He's out indefinitely. Jamal Murray, out indefinitely. What about Jokic? I'm looking. I'm looking on Twitter. What am I going to do? I'm wavering. Is he in? Is he out? Is he in? Is he out? He's questionable. I'm looking on Twitter. I'm looking on StatMuse. I'm looking on NBA, (laughs) Fantasy Draft, DFS, this, this, this. Literally, I'm scouring. It's like, do I take this fucking bet or do I not? Then all of a sudden, we see Jokic on the TV warming up. Line moves to four. I'm like, all right, well, he's definitely going to play. I'm staying away. Staying away from this game. Nope. Comes, ends up getting ruled out two minutes before game time. Same thing ends up happening with the Mavs and Luka against the Clippers. Same night. AD, also against the Knicks, was ruled out. Oh, you saw sickness. Oh, AD, sicky, sicky. Oh, he's ruled out with the flu, non-COVID. Sicky, sicky. And then, nope, motherfucker played that game. Played that game. Yes, he did. And that's when I saw this tweet. You know, I had a spiritual moment when I saw this tweet. It said, it was almost like I felt it the moment it was tweeted. Like, oh my God, someone got inside of my brain, inside of my soul and tweeted this out before I could even properly communicate this. This is what he said. The NBA needs to be better with the injury deadlines. Still no word if AD is going to play. Also no clue about Luka. How does the NBA expect people to wager on games? Fucking right, Jason McIntyre. This shit right here hits hard. This right here, this is why people hate betting on the NBA. This is why the NFL has a 10-page document on injury reports, how to report them, when to report them, what fines you get if you don't report them in correct order, correct timeliness, and factually. This is the NBA's policy, the whole policy for them. 
They have 10, like, listen, 10-page document versus this little blurb that I'm about to tell you on a 30-minute podcast. 2021-2022 season NBA teams must report information concerning player injuries, illnesses, and the rest for NBA games. By 5 p.m. local t- local time on the day before a game. Local time? What do you mean? That's 9 p.m. Come on. Other than the day of a back-to-back, teams must designate a participation status and identify a specific injury, illness, or particular potential instance of a player resting for any player whose participation in the game might be affected by some injury, illness, or rest. For the second game of a back-to-back, teams must report the above injury uh, information by 1 p.m. local time the day of the game. Reporters, uh, reports are updated on a continual basis throughout the day. That's a lie. No, they're not. The problem, though, is that the NBA has an inordinate amount of late-game scratches, such as Nikola Jokic against the Blazers. So this problem to me is even more exacerbated and magnified by the age of COVID, really. Due to the disease, not only that itself, but the wonky schedule that created so many fucking back-to-backs for us. They get special rules for reporting things like load management. You don't have to report load management until the day of, but this time because of this thing. Not to mention, what, ha- what happens if you get a, like, a last-minute close contact? What happens if you go to the last minute close uh, inconclusive test for COVID? Late game scratch. All of this means, I mean, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I've lost so much money on this. All of this means that the NBA has become one of the most unpredictable sports to bet on, which means the worst sport to bet on. Like, I like particular uh, predictability with how things are going to go for me. The Lakers recently scratched AD and Braun late less than an hour before game time, and the line moved seven fucking points. That's a lot. They just, they just take it right off the board, too. You don't even see it. Then you see it comes back up. Nope. Eight points more. You're like, whoa. Yikes. Blazers, four-point favors. If you get that shit early and then something turns around, you are in bad, bad shape. Bad, bad shape. Blazers, four-point favorites against the Nuggets. Uh, until Jokic was completely scratched, the line moved very quickly to 11. Eight points! Are you serious? A lot of times, you're basically betting not just on a spread or a total, but whether like someone like Embiid is going to play or not. Like That's an easy way to get burned. Embiid's pretty fucking important to a team's success, don't you think? The only thing we can try to do... This is where it gets insane. This is where it's like, doo-doo-doo-doo. Like, hey, who's in the arena right now? Like, oh, some random guy on Twitter is like, hey, uh, I'm in section 232. I'm looking at Nikola Jokic right now. He's got the green bands around both knees. He's doing uh, Oklahoma drills. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but literally those band drills, those band drills are only designated, from my professional opinion, as a rehab drill, not a pregame warm-up. So in my estimation, Nikola Jokic is out. And it's like, do I trust Mark Nuggets fan 2121 Mile High City? I don't know. Like, is he fucking with me? Does he follow every betting account? Is he trying to get some clout? What are you up to, Mark? You know, what is your angle here? Is he sweaty? How sweaty is he? AD looks pretty sweaty. Is it, Oh, that means he's going to play. AD's in, not taking the bet. I'm staying away. I mean, come on now. That would never happen in the NFL. No. 
Never. I don't have JD and JZ money. Money is a thing for me. Money is absolutely a thing for me. And this is why. Fuck the NBA. Fuck the NBA when it comes to betting. I'm out. Don't bother to note that I have 10 bets on the slate tonight, but just fuck them because they have a long way to go before starting tomorrow. Diet starts Monday. NBA betting diet starts Monday after Thanksgiving because they have a long fucking way to go before the NBA can take the throne away from the shield when it comes to bets. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We will be back Monday evening to recap everything that went over, uh, happened over the holiday weekend. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. No yelling at your siblings or at that crazy fucking uncle or that aunt that wants to talk about politics. Stay the fuck away. Listen to the heat check. Lots to be thankful for. Stay COVID free, you guys. Do not forget to follow us on social at, at this heat check and at Trista Crick on t- TikTok. We'll see you Monday. Bubble hard in the double law, flashing the rings with the window crack. Holla back, money ain't a thing. Jigga, I don't like it if it don't gleam, gleam in the hell with the price, but the money ain't a thing. Hard for my dogs that's locked in the bang. When you hit the bricks, new whips, money ain't a thing. Yeah, I want to floss with us. Uh-huh. All across the board, we burn it up. What? Drop a little paper, baby, uh-huh. toss it up. Yeah. Slacking on your pimping, uh-huh. turn it up. See, the money ain't a thing. Oh, so deaf. Rockefeller. Labo. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.